Welcome to Tenant Men. Welcome to Tenant Men. I'm your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high concept time. I'm laughing. My dog just picked up a golf ball and dropped it on oh, my okay. foot. Um, methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high concept time travel film, Tenet. We're doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film, conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I, I was going to laugh along with you because I thought, is this the episode where we just laugh at the concept of this project that we started so long ago and are kind of knee deep into now? Where do you ever try to explain it to somebody in real life? Like what we're doing here? Yeah. I did. So uh, recently, <laughs> recently I, I've introduced the show to a, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, and he uh, he listened to the first couple episodes, and okay. and his feedback was like, I like that you guys don't get it either. <laughs> Again, no answers here. Uh, just more. Just more no, answers. yeah, that's that's not. We're not here to to answer anything. We're just here to to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sound horrible today. Let's just yes. address that now. Your your microphone is broken. <clears throat> So now you're yeah. on the, the built-in microphone. Yes, it's a, I'm trying to think of like a, a concept in um, Tenet where it would relate to technical issues, but they never have technical issues. Everything just works. Yeah, it's not like uh, the Matrix. <laughs> there's right, no, yeah, it's not there's like no there's glitches. glitches. There's no glitch there's no, in, in Tenet. Like, imagine if you got ha- stuck halfway in the turnstile. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Just an arm sticking out. <laughs> the top half of you is inverted but the bottom half isn't <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah that'd be great <laughs> all right well shall we get into it yes let's let's get into this uh let's see this is episode 38 uh i'm picking up from last week in oslo um right so it's been a couple of weeks since we did this. I have to remind myself where we're at. Uh, I hear R2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're walking down the street in Oslo, Neil, protagonist. Uh, Neil, you know, dressed with his scarf and looking fancy. Um, it's a one long contigu- continuous shot. Wait, is this the right one or is this the one we did last <laughs> This is also the point in the podcast where we get lost in what we're doing. <laughs> oh, now I'm embarrassed at how unprepared we are. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done the the minutes in a long time, too. No, no, this is right. Okay. Isn't it? It's been a while since we recorded, so we're real. <laughs> so, yeah, we are walking down the street, Oslo, Neil, protagonist, uh, and this this ends up being a pretty cool little sequence here. Um, last, last week it was the, you want to crash a plane line, right? And then this week picks up with, well, not from the air. 
Don't be so dramatic. Um, I'll pause there. I feel like you have a comment to that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got distracted. My phone keeps going off. <laughs> do you need? Do you need a minute? Should no, no, pause? I don't need a minute. I didn't need a minute. What did you just say? <laughs> I do have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, you want to crash a plane, and then not not from the air. Don't be so dramatic. I. I do want to say that, like, I was excited when I heard that they actually crashed a plane for this uh, motion picture in the lead up to it. I did not watch the actual footage that was released well before the movie actually came out of the plane actually crashing. That was released to like as a promo of the movie, like, oh, look, Christopher Nolan crashed a plane. So I just want you to hold in your image, in in your imagination, what was in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> before I saw the movie and then we'll pick this up in a, in a future episode. <laughs> was it disappointment or? Well, I mean, it was disappointment in this line where he goes, not from the air. Don't be so <laughs> That's Neil actually talking to me going, Oh, all right. All right. I guess I'll lower my expectations. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, so that the, so he continues, I want to run a jet off the taxiway, breach the rear wall and start a fire. And then the protagonist says, you know, well, how big a plane? And Neil's like, well, that part is a little dramatic. <laughs> and then uh, they approach Mahir, who's sitting on a bench, so perfectly situated. Uh, <laughs> Mahir is the man. I think we've talked about this before too, right? It is. Uh, He's also a classic Nolan non-character. Like he has no life outside of the events of this film that like, seep into this film in any way. It's like the dude from Inception. The the the. the oh, that's it. The, Just the any dude from Inception is this guy, <laughs> right? Those guys, those people have no backstory. <laughs> but they don't like they don't make mistakes really, right? Yes. Or if they or if they do, they like they clean it up really really fast. They like just execute things so flawlessly and perfect. Even even Ariande, um, Elliot Page's character, is just. Like, even though she's learning on the job, she's just perfect at everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and this is actually where the this continuous shot starts. Uh, and it's like, I think it's like 40 seconds long. We just circle around these three people having this conversation. Yes. And, and I, I see this circling going on a lot in movies mm. as of late. And sometimes it's overused, but I think it's fine here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Uh, so Niels says, this is Mahir. His team will work the plane. Um, then my note got cut off here. But we're at 37.40 now, by the way. My minute started mm -hmm. at 37.21. Don't know if I said that. Uh, protagonist says, there can't be passengers. Mahir says, Norsk Freight, which is like, it's Maersk, right? That's what they're just trying to... <laughs> I think I think it's pronounced differently. Yeah, right. But, well, no, no, but like because oh. they, they're not going to use the real name, right? They're going to uh, use oh, they're using saying? they're using a fake name. Okay, you know, I, like, I'll take yeah. your word for it. <laughs> like <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> Burger Town. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm looking up the script to see if there's any difference. Uh, uh, I don't see a name in the script actually. It's Norsk. Uh, I I got that from the subtitles anyway. Oh, okay. Um, 
So he says they use a hangar on the west side of the Freeport. And then, protagonist, you want to crash a transport plane. What about the crew? Uh, by the way, so yeah, the camera's circling. They're also like just openly in a huge city center <laughs> talking about this stuff, right? Like anyone walking by is going to be like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Norsk Freight. Yes, that is in the script. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mahir, we pop the slides and chuck them off on the move. <laughs> What's the problem? They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mahir, cool. We do this every Tuesday. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's his attitude. Cool, <laughs> cool as a cucumber. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, Well, it seems bold. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, well is the word of the day here. Like every other sentence starts with well, well, well. Uh, when you actually mm-hmm. like read the subtitles and watch this a million times, it gets old. Um, Mahir, bold, I'm fine with. I thought you were going to say nuts. Uh, and if you get caught, we won't. <laughs> and if you do. Yeah, just so confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's right. He's right. Because he's he's that guy. Uh, everyone assumes terrorism. No one's died. So swift extradition, then lost in the system. It'll barely make the news. Hmm. And then uh, Neil, depends on the size of your explosion. Mahir, well, actually, the gold bars might get some play. Oh, okay. Gold. Oh, what's that <laughs> i got stuff to say about the gold bars oh tell me about the gold there's i'm almost done here actually so gold bars yeah then norsk freight ships treasury gold once a month blow the back drop it out on the runway and and scene 3821 um so my thing about the gold bars in my <clears throat> over and over again rewatching of the film i feel like this is also a either it's a red herring or it's a missed connection with the rest of the script, because this is not the only stack of gold bars we're going to see. And there is no connection for some reason between this stack of gold bars and that stack of gold bars. You're talking about like, like the Seder gold, the Seder gold. Yeah. I mean, they mentioned later on in the script, I think that it's um, a deposit, like a U, a, an EU bank deposit or like a federal, what we would call a federal he says, deposit. He said right? it here. It's uh it's every what month. Yeah, yeah. He said Norsk freight ships treasury gold once a month. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think actual governments ship gold monthly. <laughs> I don't think uh, that much money is changing hands. I don't know. My monthly <laughs> gold arrives <laughs> on time. But it's just, and it's, it's not like that's something that actually happens. It's invented for the script is what I'm saying. So it's just like the two Goyas thing. Why are there two Goyas? in the script um well one's a it, fake. in a script where we know that when you go back in time you split yourself off into two people an inverted and an uninverted person that exists within the same time frame and then you have two goyas within the same script floating around and you have two stacks of gold floating around in the same script why would you not connect them or i don't that so I, I think there is some weird connection between the two stacks of gold. Like maybe this stack of gold is actually the stack of gold that is moving through time normally, has never been inverted, but in the future will be sent back to Seder to b- dig up 
and used as collateral for a loan <laughs> that he then has to rebury, uh, you know, which just becomes Ouroboros at that point. Uh, we're just eating our own tail, but I don't know. Your thoughts on why there would be two stacks of gold? Do you have any? I think you're overthinking this. I think they're unrelated. <laughs> I don't think I you don't, can overthink this movie. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, I think, I think this is being overthought. I don't think he's, uh, you know, using this, this gold as collateral to buy his like next Toyota Prius. Um, <laughs> what? You said. Nobody in this film is driving a Prius. <laughs> you said collateral for a loan. So like, what is Cedar doing? Like, oh yeah, I need to. He took out a loan to buy that boat we're gonna see <laughs> all those boats the speed boat the sailboat all right well same thing right the yacht um, he's got a lot of boats satyr's a big boat guy i just realized he is yeah he is yeah okay we'll uh, get to that um but yeah i just i think they're totally unrelated totally unrelated all right but at the same time if they're not related then it's totally unnecessary in the plane scene right yeah, like it doesn't have to be gold. Doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It could it be anything, it, or it doesn't even have to exist. Like, why does that part of it? They can do that whole scheme without dropping the gold on the runway, or having another. They could have had another distraction, but script-wise, it had to be gold. And maybe in a revision of the script, it cut out something that connected. But they're totally different. Like you've seen the gold bars that Sater gets. We see them later. Right, they're like thinner and smaller, and these are like bigger, like gold bars. That oh, you know, I didn't know. Custom. I thought they were, I thought gold bars were a standard size. No, no, no. Every it comes in all different sizes, my friends. <laughs> oh, really? I thought we all. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought they were all the same. I thought they were like it had to be a common weight. And... Uh, no, no, no. You can buy gold bars in any size. Okay. All right. I'll have to, I'll, on my rewatch, I'm going to pay close attention to the size, shape, weight uh, of the gold bars. <laughs> Girth. <laughs> but the two Goyas are exact. Well, one's fake, one's real. Which one's real? I don't know. We don't the know. One, the, the one that Sir Crosby handed him in the Harrods bag or the one no. that was in the Freeport? Those are both fake, I think. Okay, so there's two fakes. So you see what I'm, there's two fakes. Like why would there why would they both be fake? Why wouldn't one be real and one be fake? But it's both of them are forgeries. Cuz the cuz the guy in the the Spanish guy was he Spanish? He he drew two fakes cuz he's really good at it. And Crosby got one. Yeah. Why would you draw two fakes? <laughs> of the Saint Goya's made many other drawings. <laughs> um all right, you, you might be onto something there. I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a very bad... Like, if you're going to go through the effort of making a forgery, you only make one. Hmm. Because once you sell one, you can't sell another one. You could sell replicas, right? You can, but he's passing them off as originals. He's not. The people that he's selling them to are. Oh, so this guy... But, okay, well, he got his comeuppance then. Then he's an <laughs> idiot. He didn't think those guys were going to come back and find him. He doesn't care. He only, well, he got in trouble. Well, just he's me. dead. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he didn't get a chance to show up in this movie. He's missing out on all those residuals. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the fake painting, the reason he died. Uh, yeah, well, 
Ripple seems like a fun guy, actually. Just <laughs> die hard. Yeah, I want to. I want to sleep with an old wife and uh, <laughs> pass off fake paintings running around Europe. He must have had a great time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Ripple's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to party with him. I know. I'm gonna. That's that's the extended Netflix series spinoff, Arepo. <laughs> All right. That's coming the end. coming to Disney Plus. That's the end Arepo. of that's, <laughs> that's the end of my red minute. Blue team is up. All right. I'll be more serious now. Where am I? <laughs> Yeah, come on, take this seriously. Wait, where am I? <laughs> no, I'm screwing up my minute. <laughs> Hold on, I lost my page. Um, All right, um, so, um, yes, okay, so I got two good scenes here. Uh, I have a full scene. Between the the Holy Trinity, uh, Cat Neil and um, the protagonist, uh, and then we go into the beginning of the Prius scene, which we after this minute we would have covered in full at this point. So we start off in the back of a parked ambulance at night. Um, they've just driven away uh, from the second airport scene. Uh, the protagonist is um, they're all in the back. And they're checking on Kat, who, you know, just was, is, is overcoming her, her injury. The protagonist says, Kat. Kat responds, faintly, I'm here. Neil checks the dressing on the wound. He says, be quite a scar, but you'll be okay. He then turns toward the protagonist and says, we did it. Kat answers, did what? Andre has the algorithm, and you don't know where he is. And then, I love this line, uh, Neil looks at the protagonist, says, or when? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, a, I mean, it just seems like a great time travel movie cliche. <laughs> um, uh, the protagonist then, okay, this might need some dissection. Protagonist says, get Priya here to Oslo. Neil asks, why? Protagonist says, if you don't do something now, okay, I'm sorry. He says, if I don't do something now, in two days, she'll tell me about the 241. This is where, remember I was telling you, this takes place yeah. two days before they hand over the 241, to which in, becomes the car chase scene. Right. Um, which also, it doesn't really trip up Priya that much to meet a protagonist that's come back from the future with new information. She just kind of in that conversation passes it off. Goes, Oh, okay. She gets it and knows immediately who she's talking to. Does, does he consult Priya before the car chase scene? It's, I think it's implied that she wants, Oh, uh, Oh wait! So is this before even the bungee jump scene? That's what I'm thinking, right? Like when, when, when is that encounter? When is the consultation yeah. to get the two forty one in the car chase? Oh, this gives me even more questions about how how does Neil know Priya and is able to get Priya to a third location? Well, Neil was there. They the didn't bungee. talk. But no. if this is happening before the 
unbunch the re the bungee jumpable scene. Right. If Neil can get Priya to come to Oslo for a meeting, why do they need to do the bungee jumping? Great question. Okay, yeah, because that's the only time they talk, right? Right, and and Neil doesn't know how. Neil, Neil, like when they first talk about going up into that tower, Neil says it's impossible to get that meeting. So, yeah. like, was was like, I guess, like, how? Yeah, this doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, because uh, when we meet Priya, you'll see something else in a second. So wait until we get to that part. But let's dissect this other part, which is the protagonist's <laughs> plan. Um, so he says, uh, if I don't do something in two days, she'll tell me about the 241. Neil says, oh, nothing can change that. Um, protagonist says, we'll see. Just get her here. And, and boom, done. End scene. First of all, Neil's just taking orders from the protagonist. Yeah. Um, even though he knows that's not going to work. Yes. Because what's happens, happens. But which he... they just... In my next minute, which happens before this minute, they mention what ha- what's happened happens. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> but he's but he knows this has to happen so that what's happened has so. happened. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's not as egregious as what is also about to occur. So okay, now we cut to exterior Oslo War Museum. Oh, I'm sorry, War Memorial Day. So I didn't know, actually, I didn't I didn't realize this was in Oslo also. Yeah, I mean, he says get her here to Oslo, and then the, where they're walking around is the Oslo War Memorial. It's a World War II memorial. Okay. I had to look it up. Also, Norway, you really got to step up your tourist um, uh, websites. Garbage. Horrible. <laughs> my, my maternal grandmother was born in Norway, and as a descendant of her and also a man who you know is capable on the internet, I could do a better website than your war memorial uh, <laughs> website might as well not even exist. I mean, I had, are I we had, even honoring the memory of the people who defeated fascism at this point? If you don't have a website, wait, I stop. <laughs> uh, obje- objectively, no. Uh, I had no idea you were Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forget sometimes. You don't look it. My maternal grandmother was born in Norway. My my paternal grandmother uh, was born in Ireland. So I am. Yeah. Everybody else was born here in German. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, so protagonist uh, comes up behind Priya, uh, takes her by the arm, moves her away from the crowd, and says, hello, Priya. Priya says, what's going on? Where's Neil? Ooh, look at so, that. Neil and her have a prior relationship, which either Neil was hiding from the protagonist. Because he was playing dumb. Because he was playing dumb at that point in the movie. Um, and just really wanted to go on a budgie jump with his old buddy. <laughs> or, I don't know why they did that. Just one last one last time. Yeah, well, yeah for old times. We're going to do this in the future, too. Or they, the past or something. <laughs> this, is, this is our thing. You know, <laughs> they they killed people on that mission. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like those. But people- he was on his cell phone, so that's all. <laughs> I have this. There's stuff in this movie where there's a bunch of henchmen on their cell phones who die. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like Christopher Nolan. That's uh, 
who famously does not have a cell phone and hates new culture and stuff. That just it seems an un- unnecessary loss of life, but okay. So all that really weird relationship between Priya and Neil that is now confused. Uh, we move on to the conversation, which also means that if this happens before the Junction Jump Machine, she's never seen this person before in her life. No, no. Yeah. And and as we've discussed, she gives the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She gives it all up very easily to a person she's assuming she's going to meet in two days. That's why I'm saying. Like, was there another? Was there another consult outside of the bungee jump? I don't think there is. No, right? I don't think. There, no, that's her only scene. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this is this is messed up. Well, yeah, I'm confused now by the timing of this. <clears throat> We'll dig into this more in the future, I think, if we or in the happen past. to stumble upon something. But the protagonist says, okay, so she says, where's Neil? Protagonist says, nursing Catherine Barton, who almost died because of you. Priya says, what did I do? Protagonist says, it's what you're going to do. In two days, you're going to have me dangle plutonium 241 in front of the world's most dangerous arms dealer. I want to know why. Okay, this is why I was confused. So in the reading of this, is says, in two days, you're going to have me dangle plutonium-241. That's why I thought he's referring to the car chase where he gets the 241. What we're, According to what we are talking about, he's talking about when he first encounters Seder. So in two days, you're going to have me talk to Seder, or you're going to tell me to go talk to Seder about 241. Right. Ugh. And he goes, you know, and he says, now I want to know why. Priya says, you let him get hold of 241? And the protagonist drops a big bomb and says, no, I let him get a hold of the algorithm. Dun, dun, dun. Priya looks at the protagonist, surprised he knows the term. <laughs> That's the actual stage direction. Protagonist says, tell me about it, Priya. And then this is um, where we cut into the minute I discussed in last week's episode. And she goes on to say, it's unique, a scientist. But she just starts spilling everything about the algorithm. Tenet, the, the scientist, um, Oppenheimer, um, the collapse of the Soviet Union, the nine different parts. I'm just, this is not part of the minute. I'm just going through the rest of her conversation. She tells him about the nine parts of the algorithm, the whole plan. She tells him the whole plan. Right, which is essentially the now the first time she's meeting him and knowing he's going to keep going back in time now to go capture the algorithm at the point of um whatever inception i'm more confused now than when i i I came into this confident i knew what was going on in this scene and now i'm even more lost except for the whole neil knowing priya prior which actually just kind of makes sense in our conversation that they did know each other. Neil hid that from the protagonist because that's what he was doing at that point in time. And actually, Neil never goes up and talks to Priya. He just lets the protagonist talk to Priya. He's hiding in the security booth until they both jump off the ledge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But if he could get her to a third location to have a meeting, 
he could have just done that. Yeah. In the beginning. Is that like a, it's also like, it's just a set piece to have an action scene where somebody jump reverse jumps off a building. Now that I'm thinking about it, is that just like they wanted an extra action scene in the beginning or they wanted a trailer moment? Cause that was heavily featured in the trailer, the reverse jumping. I bet. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I, it's a good question. How much of this did Nolan consider? Like how much of this does he know? Do you think? I, I uh, like I said, I, 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 you, we've seen him break down his other films in, you know, pornographic detail, <laughs> uh, specifically, like, and, and not like you know the meaning of things. Not like oh, okay, this is why the top doesn't fall over or does fall over. It's like, no, no, no. This is the track of the story, and this is why it goes in this direction. And then we turn, we do a hairpin, and we go the other direction. Famously, he did this for um, Memento. He's kind of done it for Inception a little bit, but he likes to leave the mysteries to people's imagination. I would love to see him just describe why he plotted this movie this way without like going into these kinds of tangents, but just like, um, yeah. Also tell me what's up with the two goals, the two stacks of gold, the two Goyas. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get him on next week's episode. Uh, I, I can't reach him. He doesn't have a cell phone. Right. Well, I got his home phone. So I sent a <laughs> go straight. It's an answer. It's a 1995 yeah, yeah. answering machine. <laughs> his wife will answer. Be like, I sent him a telegram. Can, can Chris come out to play? <laughs> no, you have to write him a long form civil war esque uh, calligraphy styled mm. um, uh, a letter on parchment. Feather pen and all. De- dearest <laughs> Mr. Nolan. I hope this my letter, deepest I hope this regards. Letter, I hope this letter finds you in good health. <laughs> my mom from the new world or wherever. I don't know. Does he live in Europe now? I don't know. Yeah, from the new world. From the colonies. <laughs> from the rebellious colonies. We wish you the greatest luck in your moving pictures. <laughs> Oh my god! I should write him letters on like Reddit that are just like as if I am in different time periods, a member of Tenet, writing that I really enjoyed his film about our organization. (laughs) (laughs) Your depiction is almost spot on. Let me work on that concept. Like every one will have a different theme. So this week will be parchment and quill, and then. One will be like a nineteen forty five tele a nineteen forty five telegram. Like Mr. Nolan, stop! Just saw your motion picture. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply impressed. A little disappointed in the plane crash. Stop. <laughs> What's up with the two stacks of gold? Stop. <laughs> Regards, Carmichael. <laughs> Klondike Five Tenant Way. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's not write any more projects. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This has been episode 38. If you've enjoyed this, take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever platform you found us on. Rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friends.